Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V, the Gorilla Economist, and you know what day it is. It's the day for the Outer Limits, and we have the scientist at large, the one and only Jet Blake, is joining us. And you can find Jet lurking in the RogueNews.com Discord, RogueNews.com Discord. And with that being said, CJ, Jet, good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Happy Monday. What's so happy about it, CJ? It's freezing outside. I say yeah. that I say that just as an overtone of, of saying, saying something positive to enlighten the day, and that's about it because I don't know. I'm still struggling to find it. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Chad, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. It's a uh, balmy 16 degrees. Today. Oh, lovely. So I think I'll get the uh, shorts and T-shirt on. Oh, I'm definitely going. I'm going to go streaking through the neighborhood. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> anyway, Jet, good morning to you. It's uh, it's another day. Uh, it's it's all about the outer limits. Where do you want to take us today, man? Well, it's funny. We were. Uh, I gave some um, links and videos uh, for CJ, so we got on a little bit earlier on the studio today to make sure the downloads were working. And I mentioned that I today's going to be a very bizarre show. And then I thought, well, wait a minute. Isn't every show bizarre? <laughs> How do you define that? <laughs> yeah. I got, got to think, oh, wait a minute. I, I don't think anything I talk about is normal. It's definitely yeah. in the abstract, and uh, some could call it woo-woo. Uh, it's definitely out there. That's why the title of the show, Outer, Outer Limits. But this is uh, – each show's uh, very unique. What's interesting, I kind of get a feel – uh, even starting on, on Monday evenings, Tuesdays, and uh, while I'm in the lab and uh, have conference calls and emails back and forth. And uh, it's funny, my, my sister called the other day, I almost burnt the lab down, and she called right when the uh, one of my uh, wind tunnels caught on fire. So oh <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll call you back. I need to <laughs> – smoke's going everywhere. But anyway, uh, throughout the week, I'm um, thinking of – content for for monday's show what i think is pertinent mm -hmm. because it's a combination of trying to keep the audience entertained uh, everyone yeah. likes to be entertained but also 
uh, entertainment in a manner that would, would be beneficial, but unique that mm -hmm. we talk about this many times. It wouldn't appear on any other social media, uh, YouTube or, or blog, because I, I want to keep that very unique with the rogue news network. And, uh, I got wind the other day. I, I should mention, mention this maybe, uh, privately. You'd be surprised. I found out some of the people that listen to the show and I was shocked. Are you kidding me? Like, who? No. No, like I, who? Not, is that good or bad? No, it's it's good. We but can't name like, drop on air. We can't name drop on air. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, man. I, I mean, there, there's been instances in the past where I've been on programs and uh, DHS has come by and asked for transcripts. <laughs> they wanted <laughs> to know how I knew what I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're well connected, so you have a lot of sources, and you're you're in the uh, you're in the loop. So I try to keep the rogue news audience with the outer limits keep you in the loop with what I think I can get away with without getting in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, I have enough tr problems and uh, I, I don't need them breathing down my neck. Uh, there are two videos. Uh, we won't play them right now, but about in the middle of the show, they're somewhat classified, but uh, I think I'm, um, It'll be okay to to show them. There's no audio, but it's it's a visual. Thanks, Jay. And you just uh, put confidential files on my computer. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, it's no, okay. It's, if it's top secret, we'll just say Biden was over, and I'll take the yeah. I'll take the I'll take the heat for a siege. I'll say it's, it's right, Biden was over with Paul Pelosi, and they're playing hide the hammer with us. I have two corners of the house without cameras. I'm going to go ahead and order them now. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Uh, they're re research videos, but I think the papers have been published now, so I think we're okay. It's 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 not, um, and there's there's no names on it, so they won't be able to. We'll, we'll be okay. I had access okay. to it, so as long as I do, and I'll take the hit. So, um, it's what's what's interesting is as. Um, Technology increases. I, I've said lately in the shows, I think Joe Sixpack, you know, the general public, who was probably well entertained watching the playoffs this weekend and having their favorite pizza, chicken wings, and uh, malt liquor beverage. Mm. Yeah. I think the general uh, Joe Sixpack, people would be absolutely uh, shocked and staggered the speed at which uh, technology is increasing and and much of it n never hits mainstream news uh, or lamestream news or uh, the chatter on the internet social social media and uh, it, it's really advancing to where someone like me who's in the know and reads a lot of these I can't keep up with all the uh, white papers and and the peer-reviewed research publications it's too much for me to so i can only kind of cherry pick uh topics of interest or similar to the research that i do and i'm even shocked and it takes me a long time to read these uh, articles myself so i can't imagine yeah. the general public has no idea uh, the exponential hockey stick curve it, it's uh jaw droppings and what i want to talk about today is you, there's an increase in the technologies, as we know, of robotics 
and now they're getting into ionic skins for these uh, robotics and they're getting more and more uh, human-like or like Terminator. Uh, the supercomputers that they're labeling AI, machine learning, and then there's 3D printing, but 3D bioprinting. So today's show is about 3D bioprinting and uh, a major concern that I have and uh, it'll be a very bizarre ending of uh, today's show, just to say the least. And um, it'd be interesting to see what kind of chatter there is mm -hmm. uh, during this show and then after, because a lot of times people, uh, they're at work, they'll, they'll listen to this show as it on your archives th uh, throughout the week. But um, there's companies like uh, Bico. They used to be Cellink. I think they changed around 2016. It's a bioconvergence company. And they're big in the robotics, AI, machine learning, 3D, bioprinting, and uh, UPM, United Paper Mills. That's a company in Finland. They're well over 100 years old. They've been on the stock exchange for over 100 years. They're, they're one of the, you know, there's about these real old, about 150, 200 corporations in existence that are very old, and then they've had humble beginnings, but it's interesting the evolution of these companies over a century plus and where they end up uh, today. Th this is a very interesting company. They have over 18,000 employees, 10 plus billion dollar uh, annual. One of their divisions is uh, biomedicals and they're a uh, producer of these hydrogels, which are very important for 3D bioprinting. What I want to do is there's two videos just to kind of bring the audience up to speed. And these are good vi videos, two to three minutes. They're not that long on just what is 3D printing. And then where's NASA, the space agency? And, and you know all this chatter when you have uh, the uh, Elon Musk, SpaceX. Uh, there's... Uh, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, uh, blew something, um, his space program. And then uh, is that Richard Branson or something? Uh, so uh, you have a lot of these uh, corporations. You're like, what, what are they getting into launching payloads and, and space? What, what's, that, what's that all about? Is it space tourism or is it just uh, billionaires tinkering with toys? Well, not, not really because a huge – burgeoning industry that will reach trillions of dollars is space platforms where you have mining, mining of asteroids, uh, and then manufacturing, and particularly uh, 3D printing when you have microgravity. It's not exactly zero gravity, but close to it, microgravity. And uh, these videos might give you an idea where a lot of the deep money is headed. And, then, and this, there's, because what's happening is there's a bifurcation. There's two different economies. There's the con economies that the, the stupid dumb chatter on, uh, on the stock market, CNBC and other channels like that, Wall Street. But then, but then the, where the big boys hang out, it's pretty quiet and secretive of what's going on. And one of that is 
platforms in microgravity for 3D printing and engineering. So CJ, the first uh, video is the one on SpaceX with uh, TechShot. If you want to play that video. Okay, just confirm this is it. No, no, not that one. It's it's the uh, YouTube. No, 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 the YouTube video. Gotcha. Those are the classified ones that we're all going to get in trouble. <laughs> no, just nice. Now I'm, now I'm freaking out, CJ. There we go. Yep, that's 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 the first one. All right, and here we go. Over the last five years, TechShot has been developing innovative research equipment so that science and engineering can push the boundaries in space that will have beneficial impact here on the ground. That five-year history has led us to our latest platform, the Biofabrication Facility, which will be used for bioprinting human tissues in microgravity. I've been involved in bioprinting on the Earth for over 10 years, and one consistent problem we have is that if you only use biological components, the tissues collapse. You have to put supports in, you have to add other chemicals, which are all detrimental to the tissue that you want to print anyway. TechShot's very excited about having the biofabrication facility on or provide unique opportunities to be able to do bioprinting that cannot be done here on the ground. We're going to be able to print small open cylinders that would represent blood vessels, hollow cavities, heart or other organ. So it's a whole new paradigm now that we're trying in microgravity. So what does it take to be successful to bioprint in space? A very good bioink, a high precision printing system, the ability to culture the material so they can mature into a fully developed tissue. After TechShot completes its validation of the BFF, we're excited about the possibility of opening collaborations with world-class researchers to really find the edge of what can be bioprinted in microgravity. What if in the next decade, a fully validated BFF is the link to print hearts and lungs and other tissues on the International Space Station and bring them back down to help people on Earth. Okay, uh, before we play the... Ladies and gentlemen, please... Before we play the next um, YouTube video, the BFF, the Biofabrication facility started to go online around 2019 so that's right at the time you know the end of 2019 they started to roll out the wuhan scenario and um the the radical changes of, of commerce involvement <clears throat> in 2020 2021 with all the lockdowns and all that crap but um the um Biofabrication facility is a huge, going to be a tr trillion dollar industry. So what's interesting is in uh, microgravity, uh, when they're in the uh, upper parts of the atmosphere, they're able to uh, 3D print uh, vascular systems, and that's important if they start to print organs. Uh, they had difficulty on a 2D uh, printing platform in labs. But uh, UPM 
for example, with their hydro gels uh, are able to, because that, that video is about three years old that we just watched, but they're able to uh, make 3D lattice gels, um, which helps with uh, the printing of organelles, um, organoids, and so forth that we'll talk about later. It's, it's really improved in the last three years since that video. A groundbreaking technology. But when you have this race to space, that's what they're thinking of is having these biolab manufacturing facilities up in space. The second video uh, is a cousin to this. It's the one that NASA produced about biomanufacturing. Do you have that, CJ? cutting-edge biomanufacturing aboard the International Space Station. Presented by Science at NASA. Most likely, you're aware of 3D printing, which allows you to design and produce one-of-a-kind pieces for a variety of purposes. But what if you could use that same technology to manufacture biological materials, like new tissue or blood vessels? Welcome to the world of 3D biomanufacturing, a cutting-edge practice on Earth that is being tested aboard the International Space Station, or ISS. Dr. Mike Roberts, Deputy Chief Scientist at the ISS U.S. National Laboratory, explains why the space station is critical to biomanufacturing's future. We've been able to grow cells in a lab for well over a century, but gravity limits that growth to two dimensions. Cells can grow outward, but not up and down like they do in the human body. Also, lab cells are often in contact with the glass or plastic that contains them. But aboard the space station, our experiments will be conducted in microgravity. That allows you to build your cell models in three dimensions, without being confined to the bottom of a dish, or unable to grow in contact with lots of other cells. Biomanufacturing imagines the ability to someday grow a viable human organ. Organs are composed of specific tissue intersected by blood vessels. Most organs and thicker tissues in the body have a rich, complex network of blood vessels that provide nutrients and remove wastes from the living cells that make up the tissue. We currently lack the ability and the tools to engineer these highly branched living networks of vessels inside layers of tissues on Earth. Another medical advantage to manufacturing biological parts in space is the potential to bypass the body's immune system. Today, organ transplants from donors are prone to rejection because the patient's body perceives the new organ as a foreign object and their immune system tries to attack it. But with the ability to grow tissue in space, a person could conceivably have their own cells used to make their new organ, which might avoid the body's rejection. Three different types of biomanufacturing facilities will be tested aboard the space station. Two of them perform in a manner similar to a standard 3D printer. They extrude cells in layers to build tissue. The third type uses powerful magnets to position the cells in place. Each of these three different approaches to bioprinting in microgravity will be available to medical researchers seeking to better understand how to engineer tissues and organs for use in repairing injury and curing disease on Earth. As Dr. Roberts notes, the 3D bioprinters represent cutting-edge technologies that could clearly benefit health outcomes on Earth. I think the ability to manufacture a fully functioning human organ will take some time, 
maybe a decade or more. But the knowledge we'll acquire to get there will also create interim benefits as we learn more about cell regeneration in space and its application to humans on Earth. For more inside information about studies inside the station, visit www.nasa.gov/iss-science. Okay, so you can see it's when you get into 3D printing organs, uh, that's difficult because of the uh, vascular systems are so delicate, and and you can't have gravity wanting to squish the layers together. You need that separation. So you need to be able to grow uh, these cells that they use in a 3D matrix. So microgravity helps that separation. It's extremely ex expensive. So um, that, that technology obviously won't reach Joe Sixpack. So there's, there's underlying motives behind where they're headed with this technology. What, uh, did you have any comments before I? Uh, yeah, well, a, a couple of things. I mean, yes, I agree completely in, in the aspects of, of, of space, many factors to consider. And, and first and foremost is obviously is the, the expense, right? Hence the reason why NASA has contracted with uh, Elon Musk uh, company um, to potentially put uh, items in space. So, so the cost variable thing there is 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 just huge, right? Uh, the second aspect is just in regards to the ability here. I mean, they can duplicate the effects of space uh, here on Earth. Um, um, you know, basically, you know, create environments. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, you know, with uh, no gravity, right? Uh, so could, potentially, could that be duplicated here? I, I don't I look at this more of more of just a, a, a fundraising effort to get uh, big pharma, to get health technologies, to get government funding into these things as a precursor of look what we're doing for humanity. We need to raise billions and trillions of dollars for these efforts to, to, to do these things. My God, we can't cure the common cold here on Earth. We can't cure cancer. Well, there potentially could be, but. We don't hear about it. So I'm thinking, I don't know if this technology will ever come to premonition in our lifetime, uh, Jet. Well, a, a couple things. One is uh, when you're in the International Space Station, uh, the legalese, uh, you're outside of Earth jurisdiction. So keep that in mind. This this gets very, it gets very serious. This is why I, I, years ago I turned my scientific career and I didn't go this path. It, it's we could have the next three or four shows talking about how maybe we will how how bizarre uh, this is this is headed. Uh, what's interesting is when you have um, this microgravity and growing technical uh, vascular systems and in, in organs, nature through through divine uh, intelligence, you have your amniotic fluid when you're in your mother's room womb that actually creates a microgravity condition uh here yeah. on Earth. yeah so that's that's very interesting how i can uh, i can potentially see them uh here in the united not in the united states but here somewhere uh some dark project whatever 
duplicating uh, genetic sequence embryos based upon, for example, DNA specific. Therefore, you could basically develop an embryo and keep it for uh, organ harvesting to match individuals without any type of rejection. So therefore, they could take the genetic sequence of Carl CJ and have an embryo out there, uh, you know, growing sustainable that could potentially potentially produce a heart for me or whatever with this aspect of 3D printing and all this stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know, Jet. I'm, I'm a skeptic. Well, that's that's the premise. That's that's how they're marketing this, that uh, they could take a cell culture. They they can take, uh, for example, uh, pluripotent stem cells from you, your uh, P PSC cells from you, and then grow an organ in one of the labs in these microgravity labs and but the the, uh, the cost would, would just be uh out of this world pun intended <laughs> yep yep but uh, yeah so uh, but that's how they'll sell it so that uh here on earth as there's funding and there's activity going up joe six-pack goes well you know eventually that would trickle down and benefit us if we ever no no it won't it's not it's none of this is meant for you or me correct but, uh, correct what what i wanted to get into before showing those uh somewhat classified videos which which are mind-blowing then i get into uh towards the end of the show the bizarre aspect of it uh the audience might want to if, if this interests you of course it's fascinating for me as a research scientist uh, investigate what uh multiomics is multiomics is it consists of genomics where your uh, it's identification of genes, whether it's healthy or disease, your uh, genotype, uh, your genotype markers. There's epigenomics, where it's modifications of DNA based on the environment. Transcriptonomics, that's where you have your RNA, which uh, transcripts are present and levels of expression. You have proteomics, where you have protein levels the modifications and interactions of cellular structure, cellular function. Metabolomics, where you have metabolites in a cell, tissue, organism. That's the final product through gene transcription. And microbiomics, that's your gut. There's 100 trillion bacteria, and they're sequencing using the 16SR RNA. So that's a prokaryotic uh, organism and some of the subunits of RNA. And um, they use it to identify mycobacteria. That's a gram positive in the studying like tuberculosis and leprosy. So that's part of the, the stem cell research, billions and billions of dollars. This, this is the off-planet economy where they're spending a lot of money in these sciences and the best of the best work in these departments. Multi-omics. You might want to uh, in investigate that. Here's, here's where it starts to get bizarre because we're kind of at the halfway point here. I think this might be the, the good time to start to introduce those classified or somewhat classified videos. I mentioned earlier about UPM, United Paper Mills. Uh, they have a biomedical division where they produce 
various forms of hydrogels. So that's necessary in these 3D printing, bioprinting, when you're printing uh, organics. And yep. in, in some of these research uh, papers, there, there's a lot going on at the Max Planck Institutes and so forth. Um, whether I get involved in the superfluids, the development of superfluids, which is very interesting uh, where they're headed. I, ha I haven't made that decision yet. You know, I, I don't know how much I want to get involved in this at this stage of my life and what I want to do with my career. Um, but there's the video on um, 3D neuro precursors. All right, here we go. Let's get this added. Here's where it's here. Good. That one here. Yeah, perfect. This is, there, uh, there's no, uh, uh, there's no voiceover on this. So, so it's just, you know, I don't think you have to worry about volume, but just go ahead and okay. hit play. So what we're seeing, this is the hydrogel of U UPM. So this was not done in microgravity. You don't necessarily have to do microgravity. But what they're showing is they're able to grow. These are the vesicles. See how they 3D zoomed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this is phenomenal breakthrough technology. So they're able to get that if you want to hit that one more time to replay it's only one minute this is automated midbrain organoid automated midbrain organoid they're called amos so this is the complexity what you're seeing is you're seeing a nerve this is a neural network this is a brain tissues that they're able to grow now in these hydrogels. Look at the complexity. See, see all the different layering and the 3D suspension. Mm -hmm. There's no collapsing. So they're able to grow these brain cells through three. This is 3D printing though. They're not growing them. They're 3D printing this. Now the next uh, video It's shorter. This one here. Go ahead and play this. We could probably play it twice. I think it's only 30, 20 seconds, maybe. See it light up? Yep. See how it's flickering? When this goes to the, when it hits the end, play it one more time. Okay, this, this is an AMO, 3D printed. So this is in real time. This is a, this is a recent paper. It might be published by now. This is a 3D printed midbrain organoid? This is a midbrain organoid, 3D printed, and that was a live footage. So here's... <laughs> Here, here's where Jet Blake comes in, right? The the bazaar and the outer limits. Let, let me 
give a little background. An organoid, this is a 3D printed structure, and this was done in Europe. Europe, Part of the team at the Max Planck uh, Institute, uh, where, where uh, I'm in conversations with these groups, not this particular uh, PhD. I'm, I'm working with, with others. I won't get into any details on that, but they're growing clusters of organ-specific cells, and they use pluripotent stem cells, mm -hmm. PSCs, and these are adult stem cells. These organoids are self-organized through cell sorting. Okay. And they mimic complex structures, uh, basic functional uh, properties of organ tissues. And this is an application where it be in vitro. And so these are miniature versions of human organs. In this case, this is brain. And it's it grows uh, when they 3D print. Uh, left alone after 3D printing, it starts to grow neural pathways, neural networks on its own. So these human organoids have been successfully generated. And uh, you can have organoids such as gut, thyroid, gastric, heart. This one was brain, the midbrain. So the idea is they're growing these organoids for the listening audience. They, what, what are they uh, 3D printing these in, in this hydrogel? And what's interesting is the hydrogel, there's natural hydrogels, uh, these DNA-based hydrogels, which what I showed, showed there in these somewhat classified research video clips, I don't think the world has seen them yet, or if it's just been a handful of... Uh, PhDs, <clears throat> these hydrogels, uh, that one is from the birch tree. And that's what uh, UPM has mastered. And they have uh, over 370 patents. And they're able to produce over 150 different cell protocols with these hydrogels where they 3D print these organoids that you saw in the video. The purpose of printing these organoids is if, if they can gr grow these from PSC cells, then they can uh, experiment with drugs with these or for like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, um, different neurological diseases that are on the rise. Well, a lot of it's due to our, you know, the toxins in our environment and food and so forth, but it's, it's, it's increasing. So they can, work on uh, pharmaceuticals with these organoids and get real-time effects uh, with these 3D printed and see if the drugs are uh, effective or not, or how nanotechnology works, such as messenger RNA, uh, pharmaceutical protocols. I won't use that typical name that they're saying on the news. Well, Jet, real quick question. How does... How does the information provided in regards to 3D printed things of this nature complement or or contradict uh, the transhumanism, the eugenics program? I, I don't understand why they would want to do anything to benefit 
humanity when we have discussed in layers in regards to their attempts to change humanity altogether. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, well, that's the cover story. There's always a cover story for Joe Sixpack. So we, we established did, that. Did you just the, call me Joe Sixpack? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. No, I, does that does that mean I called the entire listening audience today, Joe's Joe no, Sixpack? No, it's okay. Or uh, I don't know what what would the uh, female version be, uh, Julie Sixpack? I don't know. But um, it's all racist. Yeah. The the two videos about the NASA space program with the uh, BFF, the biofabrication facility, and then these 3D printing, the cover story for all of us in the media to justify these labs and, and the funding is that it's going to help with cures of cancer, uh, neurological diseases, Alzheimer, Parkinson's, for example, multiple sclerosis. So, the public's like, well, yeah, that's good because that technology trickles down and will benefit us. Yeah, no, it won't. I mean, that's that's what they'll say on the news and your barons and Wall Street, uh, Bloomberg, crap like that. That's what they'll say. But no, uh, the agenda is uh, much different and much more bizarre. And it does not include you and I. Never has, never will. There's definitely a break off society and there's a, a break off agenda. And this this gets into maybe next week. Uh, I can go into detail this this show connecting to next week's show as far as uh, growing human beings. Uh, you talk about cloning, but this, this would be a, a, a much. It'd be 3D printed a 3D printed body instead of growing a clone 3D printing. There, there's a huge difference because growing clones, which they have for a long time, uh, that's a slow, laborious uh, process. They're, they're going to move from that to 3D printing clones. That's exactly uh, where this is headed. Again, it's not meant for, for you and I. It's a met for this breakaway society. But here's the here's the spooky part. I'm going to get into it now. These um, 3D printing, when they have these hydrogels, you, you have to have your pluripotent stem cells, your PSTs. Well, what are these? stem cells. They're cells that are able to self-renew by dividing and developing into three primary groups of cells. You have the ectoderm, that's the skin, the cells that develop into skin and your nervous system. Endoderm, your gastrointestinal respiratory tracts, and your endocrine, that's your glands, liver, pancreas, as an example. Some of, the, some of you, this might go back to your high school or freshman uh, biology classes. So your, PS, your PSC cells, these stem cells, are used in this medium, this hydrogel, and it's necessary for your 3D printing. And then you're able to uh, insert proteins and enzymes, and you 3D print. Here's the problem. 
there's a paper written if if you uh want to look it up it's organoids a systematic review of ethical issues this was published july last summer july of 2022 a very well-written paper so my hats go off to the authors listed organoids a systematic review of ethical issues here's the problem with 3D printing and where they're headed. Despite these advantages associated with recent developments in research, 3D printing, organoid technology, there are ethical concerns relating to creating brain models using human source cells, the PSCs. It's in relation to their capacity to establish neural networks and start spontaneous electrical activity in vitro and possibly to spark or support consciousness. That's what you saw in that 20-second video. Remember, it was, it was black and white, but you could see it flashing. That automated midbrain organoid started to spontaneously spark electrical activity. How, I have my theories, how does that happen? You gotta be kidding me. They 3D print an AMO, automated midbrain organoid, and it self sparked and started spontaneous electrical activity. Something created that spark, something outside of our dimension Yes, was able to interface with the scaffolding, the structure of that organelle, and was able to innervate it. That's yes. scary. The ghost right. in the machine jet. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay, so here's what happens. Many have wondered these mature brain organoids that are now 3D printed, whether it's in the International Space Station or these hydrogels in labs in, in Europe, for example, where uh, I'm in contact with, could eventually attain sentience. They respond to light and have the capacity to feel pain. Or perhaps develop to a point where they can attain higher That's cognitive crazy. abilities. That's where crazy. Can, where they can learn or retrieve memories. Hmm. So he, let me put this in layman's terms. If you don't have goosebumps, then you're not a scientist at heart. So here's what happens is if you take a PSC cell. Originally, they're taught, well, stem cells are neutral. Mm. They haven't reached their final uh, transcript uh, stage where they determine, do they become uh, a skin, a, a cell of a skin, a nervous system? Do they become gastrointestinal? Do they become part of a liver or pancreas? They're supposed to be neutral. No, they're not. Uh-uh. No, they're not. This is showing that they're not. So if you take 
your PSC cells and you 3D print it, how does right. that how does that sucker start to spark and have electrical activity? And it knows now that it starts to form brain, midbrain, nerve cells, and neurons. It starts creating a neural network on its own. Where where that programming come from? How can it possibly get to a point where it becomes sentient, responding to light, have higher cognitive abilities, or retrieve memories? See, this is what we I've known this for years. I've I've talked about this on Discord in this this group. Our consciousness is not housed in the body. Never has. Never will be. Our consciousness is in the etheric Correct. field. The yes. etheric field is a gelatin type material. That's why space is space marines. The, the Navy or divisions of the Navy claim jurisdiction. So uh, the etheric field is a gelatinous. Uh, closest thing would be considered uh, water-based. That's where the, uh, the etheric field is where our consciousness, our memories. The human body is an electromagnetic uh, gelatin. It's proteins, amino acids, and enzymes were connected to the body. The body's a vessel. But our consciousness, these 3D printed organoids are able to connect to the etheric field. Correct. They don't know how that happens. Well, I, we, we have, I have su suspicions. This is part of the research I've been involved in, but we're keeping our mouths shut because there's a war going on. There's a war mm. going on in, in a race. And, and let, let me tell you this little piece of information. CERN isn't what it says it is, and it's not the current chatter on the rabbit holes on the internet. They they ain't scientists. I hate to tell you that they're they're not at the level that we're at. I'm not bragging. I'm not being arrogant. This is the truth. CERN, one of the aspects of CERNs and some of these other type of colliders. That's the largest. There's others. I know exactly one of the. There's multi-purposes, but, but one of them, which is highly classified uh, just due to forensics, I'm not part of that group. There's a race to find out where in the etheric field consciousness is located. Absolutely. There's a key to that. Whoever finds that, if it's the good guys or bad guys, if it's the bad guys, we're in a lot of trouble. I'm yeah, telling but Kennedy right now we're in a lot of trouble if they find that location and know how to access it. <clears throat> yeah. So would you say would you would you say that the etheric field is at a sub subatomic level? Yeah. Well, what's what's interesting is I I, I guess I think they know that I, I got to you know these shows are being listened to. Yeah. My, okay. my 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 shows. I'll just tell you that right now. Uh, we're we're a different group. We're small. We're highly unfunded. We're, we're a different group, but they still like to know what we're up to. I think they. I, th I think they. I think. They well, let know me ask that. you this. I mean, these guys are trying to access where where consciousness is stored, and uh, the question is, you know, I believe it's not even a question. I believe that uh, source that God Himself will never allow that to occur. Um, and it's pretty interesting if it's in a liquid uh, type uh, uh, ether, 
that 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 consciousness is stored in, it makes all the sense to me. It, you're you're talking about the most perfect transcription model for the interface and 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 uh, passing of data to and forth. So that's pretty remarkable. Right. So if oh, they can access that, they can shut off whatever bodies are here. They can disconnect the connection to whatever earth, you know, bound bodies that are stuck in this dimension. They can just cut it off. Everybody will just drop dead. Yeah, it, it, that, that's right. That's what like turning a switch. Has, right. So here, here's what's but don't they evaluate everything in the physical sense, though? Like what's physical? As people as as uh as as living breathing things i don't think our i think our consciousness manifests uh outside of our our bodies it's not um anything that's captured in the physical sense that they could do anything to us physically it's it's captured once our body leaves ourselves and leaves and if you believe in god well, according to what i believe in that 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 it's not our physical sense that matters of who we are as a shell. It's, and I don't know if they'll be able to ever to be able to capture that. Oh, I, I agree with uh, in, in sense in one in one sense, Siege. I agree with you. I think um, uh, I think God will stop that from these uh, these uh, idiots from uh, ever grabbing it or or or, you know, or or disconnecting it. I think what they're trying to do is this. Look, the way you got to see it is this. This is somebody who in, in, in the intelligence world once told me that our consciousness is in the sub subatomic level. It's you're not in your body. Like, where are you? Right. Where are you is the biggest question. Not who we are, but where the hell are we? Right. Who are we? Where are you really? Are you in your body? No, we're not. We're in a sub subatomic level. And there is a connection there through wherever the heck our consciousness is. And this body is the drone. It is the bio computer the bio uh, energetic computer that we are experiencing this reality with and our consciousness is somewhere else it's experiencing everything it's recording everything uh we're having this experience in this world and i think what jed is trying to get at and jed correct me if i'm wrong but these these a-holes are literally trying to sever those ties correct so this way you wipe out the meat suit the connection to the meat suit and if you wipe out the connection to the meat suit, you can then go ahead, according to their theory and what they believe, you can either hijack the meat suit or completely get rid of it. Is that is that is that my around the ballpark chat? Yeah. So let, let me clarify uh, yeah. a little bit. The, the etheric field is in a different dimension. Yeah. To access the etheric field, you access the etheric field going through the subatomic. Yeah. The uh, uh, the the beyond the pico range and and that's where they're at they go they went they they blew past the nano and now they're into pico they're they're drilling down into the subatomic because that's how you enter the etheric field the only reason why they're heading in that direction is they want to find the location of human consciousness the etheric field uh, ancient texts uh, and uh, philosophies talk about the akashic record uh karma the the housing of karma that's all located in the etheric field that's actually a, a dimensional realm if they can breach that then they're going to start uh journeying in there finding locations and they want to you know set the flag and start staking domain they want to claim legal rights to that and then they want to be able to monitor it access it or deny it from coming into this dimension, as you mentioned, they could interrupt uh, the consciousness from the human av uh, avatar, the human 
that's it's very bizarre what they're uh well i think yeah and good good jed i interrupt you go ahead please fin please finish yeah because there, there's there's two two points if i can try to tie this um in um and i might spill over if i spill over 10 minutes is that all right do you have a hard uh, break normally normally it is but Harley had a canceled show on Friday because he had an emergency, so he rescheduled for today. So I, I apologize, Jeff. I will not say anything more. I'll go silent, and you just continue okay. your thoughts for the next eight minutes. Go for it. Okay. So with the, the problem with the organoid is if they take these PSC cells and they grow a heart for CJ, unless they took CJ's cells to culture – PSC, if it's a corporate-owned PSC and they grow, let's say, a heart transplant, CJ gets a heart transplant. Yeah. That 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 cell, he's gonna he's gonna have consciousness of wherever that the donator cell came from. It won't be CJ. He'll start having memories and he'll start having consciousness right. of the original donor, even if the donor died 80, 100 years ago, say in the future. Sure. So the problem is if you're growing or, or if you're 3D printing organs, where you got the donor cell, the material for the hydrogel, that that organ will have consciousness. They don't have an address and access the theory. It's not CJ. So now, now you got two. You have CJ. I'm just picking on you as an example. You have CJ. And, it, and it, if you got a, a 3D printed liver, you know, heart or whatever, lungs anything take your pick it's not it's not cj anymore you have now another human being that might have died a long time ago uh they're in you now they're in your neural network they're in your consciousness now you're two people right or what if you or three people if you had a, a liver and a then what the heck's going on see see the legalese and the the, the spiritual consequences the other uh aspect of this is where they're headed the mm. splinter, there's a break off society and we're, we're not included in it. And I'm not joining them. I, I've had opportunities to work for them. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I don't, I don't want to support their agenda. I don't think that they're, they are not in a good relationship with counter space, with God, source or creator. They're worshiping a different God or groups of gods. I'm, I'm fully convinced of that. Uh, it's, it's their call. I'm not going with them. I'm on a different uh, path. So, what happens is the, the speed at which technology between robotics, 3D printing, uh, these supercomputers where they're using uh, advanced, uh, these AIs, and they're getting to a point, this is 100% accurate. My timing might be off, but oh, I'm always, always really spot on. It's, it's the timing that's fuzzy. So don't hold me to this. But I can tell you within 10 or 20 years from today, from 10 or 20 years, we will find out 100% for sure, is there a God, is there a divine or not? Because a collision course, a head-on collision is coming in 10 or 20 years, and we will either know if there is a God, an almighty God, if a God exists, or it doesn't, because something is going to give in 10 to 20 years. We know that for a fact. I agree with that. So there'll be no question of atheists or agnostic or is there a God or are there <laughs> gods, little G-O-D. Oh, yeah. We'll find out for sure 
100% accuracy. This issue will be solved in the next 10 or 20 years because where they're headed with their technology and what their agenda is, if a God does exist, that entity will manifest itself and put an end to this once and for all in a dramatic format that we will all be witnesses to. If a God does not exist, it'll never show and the splinter group will become godlike. It's one or the other. Yeah. I yeah, I could be. No, my bet's on God. Uh, go ahead, Seach. No, I, I think a, a lot of our answers to to our, our future lie in lie in our past. I, I, I yeah. firmly believe that. I think a lot of a lot of information, a lot of the things that have been brought to our planet, brought things to us to achieve that high level higher level of consciousness that that we were intended to reach has been suppressed for so long. They've done it through religion uh, because they don't want us to feel that we are all spiritually connected to God. We don't need the church. We don't need the church at all. We don't need fathers. We don't need priests. We don't, we're connected to God just on the basis of who we are. They've tried so hard for so long to keep us in this certain state that we've never, never been able to achieve that. So, so those things are already here, for, and and I think they understand that. It, look at look at some of the evidence that some of the things that they've done trying to understand consciousness in general. Look at the LSD studies. Look at uh, Hey Ashbury. Like there's a lot of information coming forth in regards to Hey Ashbury, and the entire movement in regards to um, what was that the crazy guy's name? Um, black hair uh, that committed the murders and everything that. The yellow, uh, uh, um, Charles, Manson, Charles Manson. Charles Manson. There's a whole entire book that's written in regards to, hey, Ashbury was a, a, was concocted upon the CIA, and that very much Charles Manson very well could have been a, a a part of a of a program that was led to. There's a great book that's written, and I'm a, I'm about probably a quarter of the way through it. So I think that they understand these things. They've been trying to better understand them, and how it how it uh, how these things Im impact our consciousness. And for that reason, they've either labeled it illegal and i know there's mixed opinions upon that uh, upon how that works but there's trace elements there's trace elements based upon going back to these uh ancient civilizations and some of the trace elements have been in some of these uh cups that they've been able to experience uh, those things so i it, it's just an interesting dynamic um that's how we move forward in, in humanity i think the important part is for each and every one of us and my uh, my belief is that that I'm already connected to God, like spiritually, emotionally, that that I, I I have no problem with organized religion. I truly don't. I understand the benefit of it. I, I, I truly don't. So I don't mean to offend anyone who believes in those 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 systems. But the important thing is to remember is that you are already as a, as a human living being spiritually connected to God because we were created you know, in, in his vision. And therefore we don't need those things. We don't, we're not, we don't have to be told that we're all sinners and, and we have to do all these things. That wasn't an effort to curtail society into how religion has shaped things. It's been, it's been changed. It's been manifested upon people's beliefs. There's been religious wars. Uh, we're all beautiful souls. And, 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 and I don't say that being, you know, haven't done any edibles or anything today. <laughs> it's just me it's just me speaking factually of of um of what we need to represent of who we are as 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 as, as a people and and i believe you jet when you say that that determination will be made within the next few years as this this battle continues 
Right. Jed, closing thoughts, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There, there'll be no ambiguity within 10 or 20 years because a collision course is headed. The God or divine in, in counter space, which I agree exists, I always have as a research scientist. So that always made me a, a extreme minority. That entity, that uh, personage will not allow them to breach the etheric field and find domains and where consciousness is located and start to run interference or claim jurisdiction or alter or impede its connection with the human, the avatar, but that, that won't happen. It, it can't allow that to happen. Uh, if God does not exist, then that means this breakaway, which to me, I don't understand that concept, but this breakaway civilization and then the front men, the Bill Gates type and Fauci's, the list goes on, uh, who work for, the, they would end up themselves becoming God. And, and I don't see that happening. So we, we will get crystal clear evidence in the next 10 to 20 years at the rate that they're advancing this technology. So yeah, to me, this to, is very exciting times to live in, in human history. But absolutely, we're, we're, we're seeing uh, demarcation from a spiritual standpoint, as far as being preachy in today's show. This from this point forward, and it's it's really started three years ago with this so-called pandemic where they push lines are being drawn now between now and when this thing comes to a conclusion, we're going to have to show whose side are we on. The divine, yeah. this counter space, or the corporate man or demonic multi-god world, this metaverse. Exactly. There's no third choice. I'll end it like Great. that. And folks, with that being said, Jet will be back next week. Uh, same bad time, same bad channel. And with that being said, CJ, take it away. We have Harley Schlanger next. Go ahead, CJ.